Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. For Success Express, your business, career, and financial radio magazine. Hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Give me your ticket, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> Big Blend Radio Success Express show, our business career show. We're your host, Nancy and Lisa, the mother-daughter travel team and publishers of Big Blend Magazine. You can check it all out at bigblendmagazines.com. And today, uh, you know what? We're going to talk about leadership, effective leadership, the difference between a leader and a boss. Which one are you? So Sarah Ellison is back on the show today. Sarah has got a brand-new article all about leadership up on blendradioandtv.com. You can read it now. And she talks about relationships and um Really, that's, it gets down to that core part of being a leader and making things fun as well. Uh, Sarah is a uh, author, and you've, you've heard her on her show before. Uh, but anyway, she is the author of Lessons from a Difficult Person, How to Deal with People Like Us. And she's a faculty member of the Glasser Institute for Choice Theory. And she's a workshop leader and trainer certified in values realization and parent effectiveness training. And you can read her articles on blendradioandtv.com and also go to her website, sarahelliston.com. Go to Amazon, go get her book. It's a good time to read her book because we're all stuck inside still with each other going, ah, uh, but you still got to be a leader even if your team is outside. But welcome back, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. It's good to have you back on the show. Um, yeah, are you a leader? The difference between a boss and a leader, I think that's really uh. interesting because <laughs> a lot of times you think of a leader and you automatically think that's what a leader is, is the boss, the boss man. Well, yeah. Um, when I was working in corporate America, they were talking about uh, managers versus bosses, and then they evolved into this whole concept of leadership as being different from managing and bossing, uh, managing being that you, you, you know what everybody is doing and you've got your finger in every pie. But a boss is someone that uses, isn't just knowledgeable about what's going on and, and has all the responsibility, but usually a boss is someone who's also uh, rules by fear, keeping the employees afraid that if they act mm. in in any way other than he tells them how he or she tells them to, um, that they'll be fired or, you know, yeah. they will be docked. Or, there's just always an element of, of tension and discomfort. And that's not what a leader does. <laughs> mm. So um, that's, that's more of what I would call a boss. Um, mm. Because using... Um, Oh, rewards and punishment, um, praise, 
uh, uh, often it's accompanied by making fun of people that don't quite measure up for whatever reason. So you get you get that kind of a, a environment, and it's not any fun and not very successful. But a lot of times when someone's told they're the boss, that's what they think they're supposed to do is tell everybody think, what mm. to do and and quote yell at them if they don't do it right, you know. <laughs> and if, I think you know. that's intimidation. And I think when yeah, you, yeah, when, yeah, when you intimidate, that is a good sign of you are the one who's scared. Totally, yes. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what's going on. But um, what we're looking for is uh, how can we be less fearful and um, more of a leader in the sense, well, a leader is someone who gets, uh, invites people to work with them. And mm-hmm. in order to do that, they, a leader has to build relationships with the people that work with him or, you know, um, for mm-hmm. him or her. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it's all about relationships really. Um, mm-hmm. And, I think in this uh, radio program, I have listed the <laughs> the tenets of good relationships at least a million times. <laughs> mm. Well, but it seems also that it's it's about creating a team teamwork um, where people yeah. if they're enjoying their their work environment, even if we're all socially distant and still working at home, depending on who, what, and where these days. Um, you still have to have that team environment. I know people that just like, I'm still going to work because I miss it. Or, you know, there's, you miss your coworkers and you get excited and that's when you can overcome hurdles and obstacles and, you know, and maybe go through the different changes that can happen in, in business is having a leader that's like not having to lead with an iron fist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. But, um, exactly. And mm. it's also open, right? A leader is also open to ideas, I think, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. a, a, a leader is open to ideas. A, a leader will uh, is vulnerable to the extent that they, they acknowledge if they make a mistake. Mm. And actually, mm. a really good leader is the one that says, oh, we didn't do that quite the way we wanted to. It didn't work out. Um, I wish I had, you know, caught it. You know, I mm. wish. So a really good leader takes responsibility for um, mm. uh, uh, for whatever happens, the, the positives or the negatives. <laughs> mm. Yeah, take ownership. You know? Yeah, of, of, yeah. of everything and even of the team, you know. It's interesting because yeah, you use yeah. Maria Montessori as an example of a good leader in the classroom. So leaders is not always just in a corporate environment. It could be no. a leader in, you know, the Boy Scouts, or it could be the leader in the Girl Scouts and the Brownies, or, you know, it could be the leader, the leader of the pack. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that that um, leaders often emerge in groups like church groups or. Um, uh, volunteer, other volunteer groups. I was thinking, um, I, I now live in a condominium, and so in our condo association, I find it fascinating that some people will serve on the board because they, they care about dollars and cents and they want to make sure everybody's towing the line. But in the, in the larger group, 
someone else is often the leader, it, mm. even if that person isn't on the board. It's a, someone else is the one that knows everybody's name and why they're there and what their grandchildren are doing. And uh, so when decisions are being discussed and and people are standing around six feet apart, you know, talking yeah. about different decisions, um, that person, in this case, it's a woman, and but she just she she's so um, relationship e, you know what I mean? She's just very mm. friendly, very accommodating, always wanting to help. What could she do? She's she's got an active social life and 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 grandchildren of her own in in, in Chicago, so she isn't always here. But but I see the board kind of not quite deferring to her, but. They they run decisions by her before they make them. That, mm. So so can leadership can emerge in a group whether the person is the elected leader or the um, chosen you know mm. the, the person isn't the manager of the team but as the team works together often someone will show leadership because mm. of the nature of their relationships. Right. I, there's I, like I, there's I, someone that just kind of makes you like you look up to them because, you know, they've shown integrity and, and I think a leader, you know, there's that importance of delegating work. You know, you don't take it all on yourself. So there's delegation, but you also, I think as a leader have to get down, man, you can't, you can't always, (laughs) you, you got to get down. (laughs) I'm just going to say, you got to get your hands dirty. Yes. They don't sit in the corner office or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. I, I, and I think that's one of the things that I've noticed on our condo board, for example, is that there's some people mm. that are on the board, not because they um, care about power, but they want to make darn sure that every dollar is spent correctly and every law is, you know, <laughs> everybody's. But I have, you know, suddenly I lived here for 10 years mm. before I discovered my one of my windows was supposed to be a little bit different than it is. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, it, has, it has a plastic inset, you know, to sh- pretend panes. They look like panes, but they're just mm. a plastic inset. And um, it wasn't there when I moved in, so I didn't it didn't occur. And then I got a letter from the board saying, "You're not in compliance." <laughs> oh, like, okay. Anyway, I wanted to say um, I've done this probably in every uh, interview we've ever done, any radio show we've done, but. I always like to say these um, relationship habits that connect us to other people. And I think you'll find a good leader is someone that practices all of these. And so I just want to mention them. Mm-hmm. They're supporting, encouraging, listening, accepting, trusting, respecting, and negotiating differences. So mm-hmm. a, a leader has mm-hmm. a conversation not a confrontation. Mm-hmm. And those um, relationship habits come from choice theory, which was discovered mm-hmm. by William, Dr. William Glasser. I've also, also talked about that a lot of times um, on the radio show. So I'd just like to mention mm-hmm. it because we don't always think of those particular elements. Listening mm-hmm. is a, a leader has to be a good listener mm-hmm. and be accepting and respecting. So um, part part of what 
the uh, what the last four weeks of peaceful demonstrations has all been about respecting mm. differences. Mm-hmm. That's and that's that's the thing. As a leader, you have to remember not everyone's going to be like you, hundred percent. You know, especially in a work environment, everyone's coming in from a different walk of life. Um, you know, and you think now how companies are, whether everybody's working at home or. You know, they're all, everyone's going to come from a different place, and there is a respect that has to happen. There's a respect on on so many levels. There's a respect to your clients. There's a respect to your coworkers. There's a respect to even contra- the independent contractors. You know, that's the one thing, mm-hmm. too. You know, when, when you um, say, you know, you're in an office area and you have someone come in to do the computers and they're an independent contractor – um, and you, a leader has to still have respect for those people because then you're not going to have a good relationship. And, you know, next thing you know, your price is going to go up or something. <laughs> you know I mean? So I think well, there's a leader like in those relationships. Sub- like being a substitute teacher, you know, they get the, a lot of independent contractors get taken for granted and feel left out. And a good leader will include them, of course. Um, one of the things, uh, one of the reasons I, I mentioned Maria Montessori is because she really believed that all children want to learn, which, of course, she was working in 1901, and now it's 100 some years later, people have actually acknowledged that, yes, children really do want to learn, and they want to learn mm-hmm. from the get-go. You don't want to wait till they're five years old to, to start teaching them things like, you know, how clocks work or what their name is and where they come from, all these things that we do with young children. Um, and she felt that um, if if uh, children felt accepted and they were praised for their work and, and when, there, when the work that they were to do was explained to them simply and clearly and then they were given a chance to do it as mm-hmm. often as they want, which you know we now know is called experiential learning, um, that they they would and that they weren't going to be criticized, that they would learn well. And she was working with children originally who were uh, considered special needs, and the people that assigned her to this class didn't figure she'd get anywhere with them. Of course, she could do wonderfully with them, and that and it's grown into an entire approach to education. Um, but that's a that's being a leader in that aspect of it of uh, not criticizing, um, giving people plenty of chances to do it until they get it right, basically, um, or to keep doing it so it becomes part of their muscle memory, if that's what it mm. is, mm. Um, accepting of all the children there and, and acknowledging them, um, especially when they're children. For example, my son went to Montessori school from the age of three to the age of 12, and when he got to the age about, I guess it was six or five or six, when he was supposed to be learning to read, he just wasn't interested. Hmm. He was really good at a lot of other things like sharpening pencils and chopping up the carrots for lunch and washing the dishes after lunch. He was really, really good at other things, but he was not interested in reading. And I got a little bit anxious and the teacher said, it's, he's not ready. And you know what? Mm-hmm. He came back to school a year later, and one of the teachers just sat down with him every morning for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes 
and they read together, and he was reading like a champ by October. I mean, it was just not a big deal, but oh, it was a big deal for me at first. Oh, yeah, yeah for uh, sure. That's a big uh, skill you need. Well, they, there was no um, no criticism. They just said, he doesn't seem to be ready to, to read. And I'm going, mm. what? He has to be able to read. Yeah. I know. He got it. I, I felt very blessed that we were in that kind of a school system. I was afraid that if it had been a more traditional classroom, he would have been labeled and we would have had some problems all along. Hmm. You know, it's so, really true when you say just even that being with youth in in um, the business environment, um, when when we first got back to this country, I mean, I was barely 21. I was 19, actually, yeah, 19. Mm-hmm. And um, we went from, you know, doing magazine work with Nancy to I just immediately went out and got a job. You know, everyone knows that story of ours, you know, coming to America yeah. with very little money and losing everything, you know, in Africa. So it's like a whole different thing. Getting over, um, and, it, and, and it was not um, any fault of ours about losing anything. That was that is that was a political thing where we couldn't get our stuff out or our money out, really, out of South mm-hmm. Africa at that point. Um, when we got over here, it was, it was like starting completely over. And we had three different, well, I had three different jobs. And Nancy was uh, doing the musical organ thing. And I was working in fast food and almost got fired because, I I was not able to make change that fast. And my oh. accent was thick and they're like, she's not getting <laughs> it. And everybody's accents were different. And it was, it just took me and even just a complete career change, you know, to now be working fast food and have to stand on a mic, be on a microphone and go, Hey, blah, 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 blah. So, and so take your order. Um, that was a problem. And, um, so it's kind of interesting that whole um, issue where I almost got fired, and then the next job, it took me too long, and it was in sales, <clears throat> and they were like, "It's taking her too long," and I almost got myself booted out. When all of a sudden <laughs> one day everything came together, and I kicked butt, and ever since then, like they couldn't hold me back, man. I was off and running. <laughs> I was like one of their top employees, and so it, it just is like sometimes it takes people time or you're not assimilating mm-hmm. the information the way people are giving it to you, and it mm-hmm. isn't. It's maybe not their fault or or my fault in that situation. It's a completely cultural difference. I mean, it really was. I mean, it, there was like a yeah. big change of how American culture. It it just was different, and there was a anyway. So everybody does assimilate differently, and that is in a new environment. If someone's on a volunteer board or a professional board, it can take time to understand what the the whole nonprofit is about or something. So oh sometimes people yes. just take time according to who they are and what they're doing, how new something is. And something new is not necessarily you don't you gotta give people a chance to get their feet wet. Mm-hmm. And I think good leaders do, you know? Well, I think leaders in this case, a leader is someone who's uh, very, you know, open to lots of questions and listens to the questions that are being asked, you know, rather than just saying, well, just do it this way, it's easier. You know? mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. A leader is supposed to be someone who leads you. So 
you're a Boy Scout, your troop leader leads you in, through the forest because in that's theory. what a leader does. They lead. Yeah, that's a, the idea of leading is I'm going to... Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Be the one who forges ahead and you follow belong behind here you follow me uh, not i'm going to be a big mean weenie and push you <laughs> that's interesting because there's also the whole concept of servant leadership um, mm. which is where the leader looks at themselves as someone there to serve the people so in the boy scouts um you know description that you just gave the mm-hmm. example you just gave the leader isn't just going to go tromping off into the wilderness saying, follow me. The leader's going to say, okay, who likes to go first? You know, mm-hmm. and then you can go first and then I'll be walking along with the rest of us, making sure everyone keeps up. And then after a half an hour, now who else would like to leave? You know, who else wants to be in first? So that mm-hmm. uh, everybody gets a chance to kind of like, Ooh, I was in charge for a while or I was yeah. leading the pack. Um, yeah. But, but the leader is actually serving all of the group and running out in front and, and saying, here, follow me. That's not always the best place for the leader to be. <laughs> exactly. Because then how do people get stronger? You want your team to get stronger so that you can totally. get stronger. It's like everyone grows in, together in that way. But being this at the servant part, can we change that? I don't like that word. I don't, I've never liked the word <laughs> servant. <laughs> Until it well, comes to public servants, and you know that's not happening. Uh oh, I won't go there. I'll behave. But um, that a girl. Yeah, I'll behave. I will because you got to serve someone. Servant. I just don't like. I know Bob Dylan said so. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You, you know. What? But you, you got to serve what somebody. Bob Dylan said you got to serve someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so if it was called service leadership rather than servant leadership yeah i'd be happy yeah yeah well so it's interesting that you have an issue with that word but anyway um <laughs> well I, the, I lived in africa where a bunch of people everybody had servants, servants. And, yeah right i understand and yeah rang little bells so, for for people to for come people running to come running for the dogs. service yes i know i i know people mm-hmm. who live that way it's um makes my teeth itch a little bit yeah, yeah. See, that's I, kind of where I it comes from. I have yeah. a woman that's starting to clean for me. I've switched cleaning ladies because of the coronavirus. And uh, so this woman that comes in, she says, oh, I can make your bed and I'll clean out your icebox. And I, all these things, I said, whoa, <laughs> okay, but it feels funny to have someone else make my bed. It feels like I'm, uh, you know, it makes me very, I don't mind someone you know, working with my linens, that's not my issue. It makes me feel like this person is my servant, and I don't yes. like that. She said, yes. I'm providing a service. You're paying me. I can, these are the things I can do for you. And so I got a little less uncomfortable. But So I'm with you. Mm. I understand. Yeah. The, reason they, the reason that they call it servant leadership is because it's, it, 
it stresses the importance here. I'm reading from their website. Stresses the importance of the role a leader plays as the steward of the resources of the group and teaches leaders to serve others while achieving the goals set forth by the business or the organization. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And mm-hmm. that's why they, but so they use the term servant. I think you said service leadership, it would, it meets the same, same um, criteria. Yeah, I mean, it is, this, I, I, yeah, I think it's just, an, you know, it's colonialism that I'm against. Right. <laughs> I'm like yeah. I, I don't think anyone's disagreeing with you on that. So they have yeah. 10 principles of servant leadership, which are interestingly, they relate so closely to the principles of uh, good relationships. It's listening, empathy, striving to understand, striving to understand um, healing, Awareness, persuasion, different from authoritarian boss and and um, persuasion, meaning inviting people to be part of things. Um, conceptualization, uh, that's thinking thinking ahead. Foresight, stewardship, mm-hmm. commitment to the growth of all, and building communities. So they're. Hmm. Really very like similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Then they use I, one of my favorite words, which is stewardship. Yes. And that's, you know, that especially being park people as we travel from park to park, you know, that's, gonna say, that's kind of your. Yeah. It becomes, you become the, steward of the land, steward of, you know, protecting history and steward of your community. Steward of, I, stewardship, that to me is leadership in a way. It's like mm-hmm. protecting, but. You're a steward, so it's kind of like you're living in it. You're coexisting. It's defined as the ethic that embodies the responsible planning and management of resources, be people or, or financial resources or, um, uh, you know, uh, the forests and flora and fauna. I can't think of the words for all of that. Yeah. And all the physical resources. Um, but stewardship is, is nice, isn't it? It's Nice yeah. servant, for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. I like stewardship. I think that is really a huge role of leadership. Stewardship and leadership is hand in hand. Um, yeah. It sounds protective. Mm-hmm. Stewardship sounds protective. And a good leader well, is protective. It, well, well, not crazy. Not planning, weird. Management. Just being responsible you know. for it. Yes. That's all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And caring. Yeah. So in other words, you don't let, you don't, you don't, you know, let your, you know, protective in that if you see that a fire is coming, you get your employees out, <laughs> you know, right. you, you, you don't let somebody say, hey, I'm going to stay, save the office building, you get them out, <laughs> you know, so that's, that's what I mean right. about protective is, is caring, you know, protective yes. of yeah, you know, that kind of thing. And that's a good leader. And, you know, that's something, that's a really good point is, you know, Nancy, I've been through a lot of wildfires and, you know, hurricanes and all that. And, and one thing you see is people that, that it becomes this, oh, I'm going to stay here and defend my land. And sometimes it makes sense. And sometimes it really, really doesn't. Majority, 90%, it doesn't. You see people lose their lives over a building. All yeah. the time, and yeah, and and that's that's not necessarily being a good leader of your family, 
is when you you know <laughs> that's not necessarily the Excuse way me. to go. So no, um, no, that's a that's another part of leadership, and parents have to be leaders. Nancy's a good leader. Yeah, <laughs> you go. Yeah. Girl. So I think part of part of the challenge <laughs> of our world today is like, how am I being a leader? It's like my son is the director of education for one of the zoos in New York, New York City. He's with the Prospect Park Zoo in Brooklyn. And so since, what, the middle of February, their staff, he did not have to lay anybody off, but they spent from the middle of February until um, the first week of July working together on Zoom. You know, everyone was working from home um, Mm. on how to do virtual learning how to have summer camps with a virtual program <laughs> and wow. uh, have it be experiential. And and it was pretty exciting. And he said they, they spent just a lot of time talking and listening to each other. It was his staff. And then um, I think a couple of times a week he was then talking to the directors of education of the other four zoos in New York City. And wow. um, so – here I was thinking he was sort of sitting back and twiddling his thumbs. He was working hard <laughs> all day, mm. every day, basically. And mm. and I I thought he's he's quite a personable young man. I will say, even though he is my son, um, he said he learned so much more about his uh, colleagues, the people that worked for him, even though he did know them. He felt he had a good relationship with them, but because they're sitting in their kitchen or their dining room or wherever and uh, family members were around or pets um, and and yet they would be having serious pedagogical uh, discussions you know about education and the best way to do things and then the technology of it although zoom has been quite wonderful there's still they had a lot of work to do to be up and running for this and I just mm-hmm. got an email from the from the zoo thing today saying that I think the zoos are going to open in New York City in the middle of the month now. Wow. So you have to make reservations. But anyway, my point was there There was someone who uh, was being a leader, a virtual leader, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's working with all these people, but they, they weren't in the same room. Well, and, that's, and that's the thing. You, leadership is it's changed in how we paint the picture, right? Leadership is, and I think it's actually even more important now as we're a virtual society because a lot of things are changing for schools. It's up and down. Um, uh, You know, there are so many virtual events and people coming together as teams. Leaders aren't, it's not the same as being in the office or, you know, that kind of thing. So leadership has changed 100% in Mm -hmm. the makeup, but it's still the same principles. And it's just a, doing it in a different model. You know, that's really it. The model has changed, but the actual principles have not. Communication I, yeah. still has to happen. All of that has to still happen. And um, and with all the different changes, it's really crucial to have good leadership now while so many businesses have had to change. I mean, everything across the country, even everything has changed around the world. So yes. leadership is yes. crucial. And and the concept of allowing for differences, accepting differences, respecting differences, um, yeah. while 
while ultimately having a uh, uh, someone being responsible for, for example, wearing masks in a grocery store, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that so that the people who run the store say this is the rule. <laughs> people who come into the store say we don't want to abide by your rule. Talk about trying to be a leader there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a tough, tough. Um, someone has to do well, a lot of listening there. Yeah. There's a lot of leadership because that's how you want to run your business. And you also have to be protective of your employees. So I think yes. that's, you know, going to that again. And so it is kind of like, hey, this is what we're doing. I mean, you know, you, some places you go in, they're going to test your temperature before you go in to eat or something. So mm-hmm. everybody's a little different. And it's like what the leadership has made, this, what decisions they've made, and then follow through on it. You know, once you've made I a remember. decision, you can't be waff, you can't waffle back and forth 20 times. Well, and you also, you can't tell somebody else to wear a mask if you're not going to. You know, yeah. you got to lead by example. So if you're not going to do what you say, then you're not going to be a leader. But watch. So if you, you know, you're, yeah, you know, if you see somebody saying, well, you should do this, 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 and that, but they're not, then you're obviously right. just going to like, oh, okay, whatever. That's a credibility problem there. Yeah. 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 I remember fine. hearing um, one of the experts in March, early March, talking about China because China had been, and you know, under the gun, December, January, February, and mm-hmm. um, they said if you wherever you went in China, any hotel, restaurant, any of these places, you, that you to go to the movies, um, grocery store, you walk to the door, they took your temperature. Mm-hmm. Every every institution, mm-hmm. which is a whole different system of government. So, you know, they like maybe they're just more easily able to just say this is the way it is. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, that happened but, in you know, India to a friend of ours. She, everywhere she went, she she managed to get home in the nick of time. She really, she did actually get stuck over there and then all the quarantine stuff. And India was far more ahead than our country with it. And they were mm-hmm. testing, testing, testing everywhere you went, quarantining, all of that. And then she got back here and everybody's in the airport together without masks and they put everybody in the same room. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, India knows what they're doing. You don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, but she's it's, okay. it's been interesting to see um, the approach. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, it's anyway, definitely in, people who are on. having to stay in, in, or people in organizations who are being asked to be leaders in some way, Hopefully, some of these ideas will be useful. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. And everybody, again, Sarah's article, um, Are You a Leader?, is up on blendradioandtv.com. And uh, keep up with her at sarahelliston.com. And go get her book. That's important, too, because there's, there's also self-leadership. <laughs> That's really an important <laughs> part of it. So it's called Lessons Especially from a now. Difficult Person. Yes, Lessons from a Difficult Person, How to Deal with People Like Us. Uh, again, SarahElliston.com. You can get on Amazon, all those places. And we always like to play music, especially for Sarah, because she loves music. Are you getting my mm-hmm. rowing music? I, I promised you rowing, I a am, rowing yes. playlist. Every once in a yes. while, I'm like, oh, there's another song for Sarah. Well, this one 
is written by Nikki Crisp, and it's not a rowing song, but it's a superhero song. And I think about leadership, okay. and it's it's mm-hmm. about being a superhero. You're each person being a superhero, and Nikki is awesome. She's you know she stands up for everything that is good, and you can keep up with her at nikkicrisp.com. But this is Captain America, so take a listen and enjoy. And thank you all for joining us. You can keep up with Big Blend Radio. Just go to bigblendradio.com. We're on Facebook, all those places, Twitter, Instagram. And thank you so much, Sarah. We'll chat with you in the next month or so again. Yes, have a good trip. Oh, thank you. I know it. We're off traveling once again. (laughs) Yeah, here it is. Here it is, everyone. Captain America. Take care. Turn quickly into a man Wants to do what's right The best that he can
Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.